This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! A very special MMA convention episode. It's Diver Verbal Tap, the show that proves speaking is way easier if you can do it in a calm tone. It doesn't always have to be screaming at people, but it should be if it's virtual. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Ravis Barza. Raf, how are you? I am feeling amazing and want you to see and hear my inflection. When when some of the speakers, when that when the woman that screamed at us, I forget her name. I I've, I know it. I've heard it a thousand times. Not happening. Mm. At one point, I was I was just like, boy, we could really use her in the Bruce Buffer role. Maybe fifty mm-hmm. percent chance she fights a cage fighter within days. We know she's gonna punch out one of the cage girls. Yeah, seems like a hitter. If you well, before we get to the bald father that's gonna be at the at the RNC. Do you think the Democrats missed out on a chance to have Scott Coker at their convention, or would that have just been uh, bad? Oh, man. It would have been glorious, uh, especially for the fact that this week they were trying to see if they could get a rile out of Dana White asking a response to Scott Coker saying, well, with John Jones out of the light heavyweight situation, that Bellator has the best light heavyweight division on earth argue with that and data whites what response he wasn't about to he just said that's cute so <laughs> you could tell that they were trying to get under his skin to get a, a little bit of a classic dana reaction and he was saving that one for other former nemesis oh, one oscar de la hoya I, this was dana's funny is the problem uh, at times, he's also uh, a bigot, kind of racist, and definitely um, misogynistic and homophobic, just based off some comments. But, you know, he's from Boston, and he's a white guy. With bald white guys, all kind of... Never mind. This, um, <laughs> I want to apologize to the bald community, ref. That was, that was rude. That was just, I'm painting with broad strokes. But Dana specifically, who will be at the uh, event tonight, I guess, I don't know what De La Hoya said that upset him. Maybe that he was considering fighting? Yes. So I guess originally, if you remember, Oscar was doing the promotion with Tito and Chuck, and there was some bad blood being spewed. And, of course, De La Hoya has always run the boxing is boxing and historically boxing sort of argument. At one point, might have flirted with MMA, but who could fucking remember? Right. So, you know, obviously nobody really gives a shit until you become somebody who is going to be in the same realm of being a MMA promoter. But I do distinctly remember one thing that might have gotten under Dana's skin, which was saying that the fighters were not paid enough. And that is spoken from a guy whose organization has folded because reasons. (laughs) But. Let's get to the comment because you brought it yeah. up. And in response to hearing that he was going to take a fight, he basically did the Chappelle and was like, cocaine's expensive. And that funny is joke. both funny and probably accurate. But 
said by someone who would know. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's a that's a dangerous admission by Dana White that hits bullseye for two different dartboards. One might say it's why I can't when somebody's like, "Well, CBD." It's like, is it hemp or is it uh, THC? Like that type of plant base that it's already giving too much information away about what I know. <laughs> it's like, do you participate? No. No, no, no. I just, um, what? What was the Oscar de la Hoya? <laughs> that guy. Right. <laughs> so let's not, while making fun of Oscar de la Hoya for cocaine, we'll also be polishing up his remarks, I assume, to talk about the emerging issues in some of China's more outward realms, including the fact that they're really incarcerating a whole population of people. And I'm sure Dana White has a nine-point plan, much like the rest of the RNC speeches we've seen that have been very policy-heavy, Raph. Very policy-heavy. What's he going to talk about? Matching well, up a cocaine addict and how to how to really get the most out of your former felon fighters, because no one's milked John Jones like that guy has. Actually, now that I think about it, he's he's touched on a lot of really important issues of our time. Healthcare, worker pay. Yeah, he's against all of them. <laughs> so and I will. The funny part to me is I'm, I'm cruising through MMA headlines and mm. half of them on Google are this fighter's pissed at the UFC. This fighter's pissed at the UFC, mm. multiple fighters. And it's just like, yeah, so can't, I mean, successful, but not uh, inclusive, I guess, is how we'll describe data. That would be a fair assessment. So let's also talk about this. Yes, Dana White is tonight at the Dana White Contender Series. But later this week, he will make an appearance at the Republican National Convention. Now, one of my friends sends me a note and says, I can't believe he's doing this. And I have to send them a note and kind of give them the shorthand of, listen, Dana's got to pull a solid for somebody that he probably doesn't want to even go. Honestly, most people during this time who are doing anything else do not want to get this call. But this is Trump hurting in the polls, wanting to reach a certain demographic that's, Angry. as we've seen, <laughs> mm, easily influenced. Right. Let's just put it Triggered, that way. one might say. Triggered? Well, don't tell them that. Ooh, uh, there's I nothing they hate I just, being uh, called triggered, Kev. You know that. I just haven't been screamed at like that since I was in elementary school. It's been a while. <laughs> So as you see, Dana White's got an opportunity to speak this week. But if he took that opportunity to be like, and a few things about Scott fucking Coker, I'd be like, this is a way better use of our time. See, We're just not going to get that. Now you're hitting it. I love when they put uh, Dana in these situations because I don't remember how many F-bombs he dropped or if he did. But the best part is, and now let's get to uh, making fun of some statistics. So these, these RNCs are virtual. And I'm so grateful because Biden only spoke for 24 minutes. Hillary spoke for 56, Raph. She spoke, she spoke for an entire lifetime holiday movie special, which is too <laughs> much to not have a single plot line about the town of Christmas in Colorado. Just another shout out to lifetime movies. You can tell where my head's at. 56 minutes. It's like, God, where was cancel culture on that length? The part of that's the huge. They are really upset about cancel culture, by the way, I've noticed. And if you're a little bit, just be glad we're not talking about the NBA, which is all I want to talk about. Which MMA fighter should they have gotten? Do you think who's like uh, would have brought them really good RNC? Let's go an RNC DNC fighter. You can take which party mm. you want. I'll take the other. Oof. Okay. Uh, I suppose 
I'll take the DNC, so I'll give you the RNC, which is still happening around us. It's impossible. Like, we could get somebody in there if we had enough time. <laughs> I'm sure they have a spot open. Let's see. DNC, I feel like the person that people would get worked up the most about would be an AOC. And I think the thing that people forget about her is she is Latina. And they don't fight clean, kids. So get oh, ready for that. You're going with speaker that would be fighter. I was going with fighter that would be good speaker. So this oh, is going to be no. a funny juxtaposition. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that you're saying it, I like where your head's at. But can you imagine? This is a GSP for DNC. GSP. <laughs> DNC. It just starts talking about Canadian social medicine and bridging the gaps. Like, I've got a clear... Well, tune in next time. I'll see if I can. I've got can. bad news for you because what is that? The the Q, the Q Anon is now having merchandise sold by, yes, you guessed it. If you were wondering which dumb fighter I was going to bring up, it's King Dung Fighter. Tito Ortiz. Well, that's the clear. That would have been amazing from a get perspective if he had been like, I love Joe Biden. But we know he blames <laughs> Hillary Clinton for military deaths. He's like, she killed my friends. It's like, okay, uh, but Bush is good. All right. And, you know, there's uh, been Russian bounties put on special operators. And never mind. Whatever, Kevin. It's, it's, too, much, it's too much work to do when, you're, <laughs> when your brain is a lot of scar tissue. No offense, Tito. No, you know what? Offense, Tito. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you um, think long and hard about your political stance. I think the best for the RNC, just from my perspective, I, I want somebody small. And this is where I feel like um, Cejudo would have been good to be like, I'm coming out of retirement just for Don. Don't worry. He's coming out of retirement anyway for the money. But I, I would have preferred it was a political statement. And then how did they not have mm -hmm. Derek Lewis there? Trump Great guy. Question. Unbelievable speaker in terms of, I guess maybe they were worried he'd talk about a bowel movement just because that's what he does or like a rash he's having. I don't know. I could see. So we've, we've alluded to this since the very beginning of the show, but you had the same question I think that I have, which is you bring Data White in to rile up a crowd and do the introducing. Like, that makes sense. Good with There's a crowd. There's no crowd here. Good with a crowd. Unless they're press, good with a crowd. Mm -hmm. And in this particular instance, if Data White makes his way to that podium and isn't scream yelling, uh-oh. that's It'll be interesting to see if he watched. I, there's no way he watched last night. Like I just can't imagine Data's like, yeah, I caught the stupid speeches. Just That's not how his brain works. Like He's like, why would I listen to losers? And that, I think he feels that way about anybody, like his friends, other people, just the way he's wired. I just can't imagine he did a ton of research. So we should, uh, what do you think? I think he's going to come in hot. Mm. Because that's kind of what you do when you don't care. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he does. It's just, you don't hear it. It's like he's he's gone political for one night in his life. Yeah. But it'll be uh, fascinating to hear how his fighters respond this time. I just think. Well, uh, if any of these fights are any indication, they'll respond hook line and sinker every single time the only thing i would encourage fighters is for this next event coming up on the weekend if you really want that fight bonus compliment the boss's speech that's a great call be like and like dana said at the rnc 
give me that bitch. He's <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, God, I forgot he said that. Well, I want to pivot to some headlines around before we get to. Oh, hold on. Yeah. We didn't talk about the prop bets that are going on with Dana, though, did we? No. What prop bets? Oh, you didn't read this? This is great. Maybe I should have posted it. Maybe this is my problem. <laughs> but over the week, there has been a betting line on Dana White and the RNC. Um, I can't even imagine. Because the funny part about like it being a volatile relationship and people that like conflict, which I would say Dana is, it's like you never know when he's going to get pissed off. It's like I, I'm still screaming about something Nancy Pelosi did in 07. So... What so are the props? here are the props. Uh, will Dana White mention President Trump attended a UFC event? Yes is plus 200. No is negative 300. Oh, I think I'm going to have to go with no because I just don't think he'll remember. <laughs> Total times Dana White says Trump over under is five and a half. Oh, it's going to be over that. It's going to be mm. way over that. But if the OK, do they have a Biden name in there? I, I'm, I'm looking down here. It does not look promising for a Biden name. Speech writing 101, you, you in general don't want to say your opponent's name 50 right. to 1,000 times. Night one, that was like the theme. This is what <laughs> right. Hillary and, and floppy Tim Kaine did. They were just like, they talked more about Donald Trump than their policies. That's a bad sign because it starts to sound like a commercial for them. It's like you hear someone's name enough, you just vote for it. To that same end, will Dana White say Donald Hmm. What does he call him? I, I, he feels like a last name kind of relationship. Yeah. Just if well, I, I can't imagine calling him Donald always feels weird. Just Donald. Will Dana White say make America great again? Mm-hmm. Okay. If yes is plus 300. No is negative 500. Wow. Okay. Well, I might have to put a little C note on that one because I can make my money early. <laughs> Total times Dana White says fights, fighters, fighting over under eight and a half. Oh, it's going to be way. How long is his speech? Are they are they banking on that? This is going to be like, a, I mean, you use AOC. Are they hoping this is going to be like a two minuter? Don't know. Don't know. Or is he a it's... keynoter? Is he like the racist couple that pointed guns at people? Or is he going to be a, a, a Haley spot? I guess he's probably going to be in the affer. The... It's. It's uncertain. Uh, they will also mention, and I do like that one that says total times Dana White says fight fighters fighting because you almost get the impression, and you and I are both speechwriters, in the sense of, now I know a fighter when I see a fighter. Yeah, that's exactly There's been a it. a lot of fighting that you're going to see <laughs> this fall at UFC 254. By the way, Khabib and Justin Gagey, don't forget that's a real fight that's happening. Not here in America. Uh, it's getting weird. Anyway, Don's going to be there. It's in Russia. Wait, was that not supposed to say that? <laughs> Somebody comes out. Uh, here we go. Dana White mentioning a current UFC fighter's name. Yes, plus 400. No, negative 700. I'm going no. He, he at best will mention like an old school guy, but he he's not going to give. He, and I'll tell you simply why. He wouldn't give them the leverage in their next negotiation. He's no. always a business. He's not going to name anyone on the current roster. We're rounding these out. Total times Dana White says UFC over under three and a half. Mm. What do you like on that one? I like the over. Yeah, I like the over on that. Because he's going to introduce himself. I'm Dana with the UFC. I, I know what it takes to run fights. I know fights. And it's like, oh, my God, he already said fights twice. 
Well, this is important, Kevin, because it segues into the next question, which is... You should definitely parlay with how many mentions of UFC with how many mentions of fights. That, If you think he's going to do good. both, do, mm -hmm. do them both. So the question is, what will Dana White say first? Ultimate Fighting Championship, negative 300, or UFC plus 200? UFC, clean hubris. It's on ESPN now. He doesn't need to say Ultimate Fighting Championship anymore. Everybody knows. And the final one here, Kev, is Dana White's primary color shirt. White, 5 to 2. Blue, 3 to 1. Black, 7 to 2. Gray, 7 to 2. And red, 7 to 1. I like black at 7 to 2. It's For one, he's going to be... He's going to be in a somber mood because I, I just outside of their one event, he hasn't been as as pro Trumpy as he was. He's been pretty quiet on the matter from what I've seen, yeah. at least from what's been reported. But that's this is I got to find this. I have yeah, this is great on this. Don't rest assured, everyone. I'll bet on anything and I will be betting on that. Um, we can put our side. We can put aside our political differences, Raph, especially if I win some money. Listen, if you make money off the RNC, you will be one of the few people to actually do that, considering the amount of money they're wasting this week. I do. There's always I want to do uh, Debbie Downer real quick on the conventions. We mm. could have probably solved education woes with the money that DNC and RNC have spent on this shit. So digest that. Just let mm. that soak a few billion in the last two weeks for no reason. Gross. No reason. And you, you know who would never do that? The NBA bubble. They, they, <laughs> so they only put billions in for reasons. Get to your NBA points, please. I have none except, wow, is it amazing. I love the bubble, and I love this March Madness playoff thing we're in. It's really difficult because at all times I've just got sports right now. I've got either UFC fights that are going on every seven seconds, including Frankie Edgar's poor face. <laughs> When he won, it was another one of those. That's what winning looks like, everybody. <laughs> that's what it looks like. He uh, split the decision and several parts of his face. But <laughs> we're only in the first round, Raf, so I don't want to go too crazy. But Luka Doncic officially might be the best MMA fighter in the NBA. Well, that's good. Thank you. Well, let me – oh, God, this is getting weird. Uh, homeboy on uh, the Dana Way Contender Series that we're watching as this is happening right now, uh, as this cut man was kind of Vaselining the face, was starting to do a little uh, bit of a salsa. Uh, so, yeah, no, it got a little weird <clears throat> very quickly there for one Rafael Alves. So, yikes. Anyway, Kev, you talked about this. I'll bring it up to you. You mentioned Frankie Edgar getting the win. You know who didn't want him to get the win? Pedro. And Pedro has been quite vocal, reciting the numbers of the media who had this fight scored for him. Really? And fighters yeah. don't split decisions, and I get it, because, you know, it's like, uh, it's brutal. Split decisions suck. They just yeah. suck. And you can tell Munoz was not pleased. Immediately he wasn't pleased. But is he, yeah. is he talking? I mean, he's just expressed his disappointment. So that's about the extent of his talking. But, you know, Kev, I'll just tell you this. It was a great fight, and I actually stopped scoring it maybe about two rounds into it when we did our fight companion because I said, 
I'm just enjoying it. It's just a really technically fun fight to watch. <laughs> and it was a little bit of a nail biter. And by the end of it, when somebody said on the comment section, they're like, who do you have winning it? I go, I don't care. It's close. And guess what? Everybody cared and everybody had an opinion on it. And I still feel like it was a phenomenal performance by Frankie just in terms of, oh, hey, that's how you look like in this division. And that makes sense Great for wrestling. you. And Pedro. Great yeah, wrestling. Pedro looked Amazing. I mean, he, we've known that he's a great fighter and that he really, really does make use out of his shots here. But I thought that was a win for everybody. I, I truthfully, as I watched it, um, didn't I kind of like you when it's a split decision. I don't, I don't feel that passionate usually. And this one, I, I really was like, oh, I thought Frankie had kind of won the fight because when you edge it all out, it's they always give a little bit more points to wrestling control for the simple yeah. fact of if you watch these smaller guys hit each other sometimes it's hard to tell if it has the impact that say a takedown does and i think a takedown has a very visual impact yeah i felt fine about it i, I mean we'll get to see it again but put this frankie edgar and bj penn are in that long list of like the almost like the um i wanted to say mighty mouse except he usually won via unanimous decision but it's in that same category of just has a lot of close fights he's tough yeah. people raise their game and they know he's a brutal bastard and they're not going to come in Munoz and Frankie Edgar is going to be as long if someone doesn't get knocked out it's going to be a split decision usually yeah do we get to see it again as uh, the bald father spoke uh, I don't know that he's really spoken too much about it in he's terms like, of what they want to do next shit about this fight <laughs> he's like, we'll Dana see. also you know <laughs> played it pretty cool by being like I had it as a close fight that was a close fight yeah that's always his I don't know either and do you have more on that before I, I kind of pivot to the more relevant I mean more newsworthy point on the fight which is St. Prue test positive they have to pull the fight yes that was very odd to see uh, going into that day where they said uh oh that's not good yep let's pull this fight I was surprised because it seemed like just from and it'll be interesting in the coming days to see if there's any more fallout. Right. It's Tuesday. They've all been tested again. I assume as they leave, that's a big assumption. I don't know that they're testing them, but it felt like I and maybe I, I didn't follow necessarily, but it felt like he tested positive after he had arrived for about a day. Because didn't he weigh in? Well, I'm reading that the one's tricky, now. Kev. Yeah. He got tested. Apparently, it didn't come up. Then, on, oh, I guess I, the day I'm, of. I am seeing. I'm sorry. This was where I got confused. He had both plus and minus. Neg he had positive and negative tests. Yep. Okay. So, even more confusing than just, was he there? Wasn't he? Now, I'm understanding why I was not following the updates. Because I was like, I was getting a little excited because, you know, anytime someone might get Von Fluted, I'm in. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird that you would see everything bounce up a little bit. So, yeah, you know, it happens, dude. And obviously it's a shame that it would happen on fight day. But we're also at a point where the UFC of all sports really can't just do a gung-ho. Let's let it happen and see what. So I kind of get it from a number of perspectives. And you did get kind of a vicious knockout in the co-main event from one Mike Rodriguez. So not the worst. And I can tell you guys that. This very happy to say from this weekend's cards, uh, I will be able to be talking to 
one Joe Selecki tomorrow on the Grappling Hour. That is going to be at 2 p.m. And then Friday, Daniel Rodriguez, who has had a very impressive 3-0 start with the UFC, uh, is also a guy who made a miraculous comeback. Uh, I'll be talking with him Friday at 1 p.m. on Grappling Hour. Hell yeah. Well, I want to throw some... This next segment brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Best source for mm-hmm. any of the things that you want to do without that huge set of pajamas. Go to NogiBJJGear.com. Enter in verbal tap. You'll get a little 15% bump. Yeah! That's what we're talking about. Raph, I want to present their new segment called Kevin Misreads Headlines. Are you ready? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah Although have, I'm a little nervous about it. I have two. No, you're okay. <laughs> I saw Nunez to make defense versus Anderson, and in my mind was like, they're finally doing it. <laughs> She's going to fight the spider. Amanda Nunez versus Anderson Silva. Holy shit. Not that Anderson. That was my bad. That was misreading the headline. Second one. I read Stanford announces they're making an MMA team and thought, finally, we did mm. it. This is what we've been waiting for. Colleges to take this on. Uh, point of order. Sanford Health announced the debut of a Sanford Mixed Martial Arts mm. training team, not Stanford, which is obviously the very prestigious Northern California uh, University. So that was a real bummer to get then into. Then you would have known fucking Harvard would have been right behind them. I was just waiting for uh, Penn because it's easier to get into. Stole that joke from, <laughs> from somebody on the Simmons podcast. I was hoping for like a... Just a whole Ivy League of, you know, we've sucked at football. We get that. We've sucked at basketball, of course. It's time to get in the MMA game. We've signed our new adjunct faculty member, John Bones Jones. <laughs> I was going to be so excited. <laughs> but uh, Sanford, so good for them. Still good, but it's it's in Florida. So what are you going to do? <sighs> Yikes. Good luck keeping the Gators out. You're going to need one of those special Gator moats. That was Kevin Misreads Headlines, brought to you by NoGeeBJJGear.com, the number one place for any of the stuff that makes you look like you're about to break ankles. I would also like to tell you this. There's a couple of headlines that even if you did misread, you probably still would have had the same reaction of, huh? One of which was GSB versus Khabib will determine the GOAT according to Javier Mendez, We're head trainer to Khabib. There's a lot of this. There, It feels like where there's smoke, there's fire, except all we've seen is smoke for six months, and we're starting to be like, mm, is there a fire? There's a lot of Khabib GSB talk, but ain't, ain't nobody getting younger in that regard. No. And I don't know, man. This requires two time machines. I still contest. Like, having Khabib be the GOAT right now, Versus GSP being the goat a decade ago, it's just, it's not the same. So yeah, let's say he beats up a old GSP. Then what's going to happen? We get into the time machine when GSP goes. Now that you have defeated me, the question is, can you go back to 2002 GSP and be him? Oh my God! What a fun Back to the Future 30 minute short you've already yep. <laughs> outlined. Where <laughs> you can fight as an MMA fighter now, and they're like. If this has also got shades of Bill and Ted's. It's like now yep. you can travel back in time and you get to fight an 18-year-old Khabib. 
Or just Yay. fucking add that shit onto the UFC video game. Like, ah, uh, you have oh, defeated you me, but that just add like a player pack that allows you to go back to 2008. Khabib, who's still wrestling bears, I'm sure, and him fighting GSP and watch him get walloped by that. I don't know, man. I don't care about that. If they make that fight happen, we're all obviously going to watch it. It yeah. just doesn't hold the it, weight that everybody wants it to hold. If GSP fought Oscar De La Hoya, I'd watch. If GSP yeah. fought it, like he's still near and dear in our hearts. Now, the question to me has always been, why is he never a part of these broadcasts? Maybe he doesn't want to be. Maybe it's not oh. something he's interested in, but it's just like they're missing we out on how to that. use GSP. We haven't talked about that. He is being utilized. By who? Dana White has brought him in on the French broadcast now. Oh, oh shit. Okay, first of all, I'm going to say this quietly because, as you know, my fiance speaks French and I was kind of supposed yeah. to learn it a while ago. Oh, That's no. effing amazing. This might be the, this might be what I need. Now, here's my problem, Raf. That's French Canadian. Yes. It's basically like trying to speak to someone from really rural Alabama. You kind of oh, get, no. you understand the notes, but not the words. Yeah, that's that's a rough life. And she might get more pissed at me if I learned French Canadian French as opposed to just French. But we'll keep you posted. I didn't know there was such a division that I just thought you learned French, you learned French. So this is going to be inside baseball, but I'm sure none of them are listening. Um, one of her cousins lives in Montreal, and this is one of my favorites. They were like, he, he's a logger. He's not. He's in graphic design. His family are <laughs> loggers. So, so we were expecting someone that kind of like was going to come in looking like a Canadian logger and he, he looked like a metropolitan person that was an extra in Harry Potter. Just just very lively with a moustache. Start speaking in French-Canadian. None of the family could understand him. They understood me as well using English as they did uh, his French-Canadian. It's hard to understand. Different, different nuances. But you get it. Just put wow. somebody from Southern California, somebody from Jersey, and somebody from just really rural Mississippi. You don't even have to do that much. You just put Southern California, really Southern California, Mexico, Middle California, and Northern <laughs> California. And see what magic happens from that. That's, you're not wrong. Californians. Like you just you guys always are talking about the routes you take places, but I get it. You take a freeway and you will find a different dialect. That's just what happens here. There are fights coming up. Um, Anthony Smith versus Rakik. Rakik? Mm -hmm. Something? Sure. Sure. Uh, that fight card is en route, of course, because the UFC can't go more than uh, 48 hours before putting up a mediocre event. Um, let me see from what else I got. Just Till Hermanson headline. Well, hold on. That's all I got. Let's, let's stay on that for a second because, oh, wow. Uh, this kid, the Raphael kid, is bringing over a towel to Dana. I couldn't tell if he was trying to get him to sign the towel as in sign him. It's a very strange situation. I think he might have. It's either a towel or a, a weirdly wet piece of paper that he wants a contract on. That's kind of genius. If you're yeah. just like, hey, could you sign my towel? And then on the other <laughs> side, it said, I hereby admit to the UFC. I love that. Uh, I don't want to go over this too quickly because the co-main, Kevin, for this weekend, it's bearing the lead. Yeah, Anthony Smith, probably very notable. But it's Robbie Lawler and Neil Magny. Oh, snap. 
okay, I'm I'm I actually just pulled up the fights because I was like, how do I not see the rest of these? That's amazing. And Neil Magny favored minus two forty over Robbie Lawler. Can you imagine what that would have been a year ago? Mm, yeah, that's 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 an interesting one because Neil does have a lot of momentum going in, but. Ever Robbie since Lawler we trained together, Raph, he's just been <laughs> skyrocketing up the charts. Ever since I uh, regretfully let him beat the shit out of me in a gi, boom. Well, your loss was all of our wins, so thank you for taking one Brown for the team. Brown belt my ass. Somebody needs to promote that guy. Yeah. Um, I could also tell you, over the week, you know, we put up a clip, Kev. Of our show, because we're doing that a little bit more on the the Instagrams. You know, we're trying here, kids. We're, we're making sure you guys get to hear episodes. Raph's been Beep. trying. Well. We're all clear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's let's break that facade very quickly. Verbal so people... Legal made me say it. They wrote me yeah. a note. They were like, do not even nod along, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, of course, the clip that we put was of Sugar Sean's, you know, escapade, if you will. And I have to tell you, it's an interesting thing to clip that and then have him then proceed to say, oh, I'm going to be champion one day. He's a journeyman, which not great. I'll fully admit to you people, it is a really stupid quotation. But I again, I'm not going to fault some guy for thinking, oh, I should have beaten him when the evidence. Yeah, sure is. He got beat. I just think it's weird that people get so fanatical over it that they themselves start saying, well, fuck that guy to the point where they're responding unprompted to this. So we have one person who responded who was then starting off and this can only get so good, Kevin, which is I think what you're missing here is. And I'm like, well, what what could I possibly what did I miss? But this is Potts, Potts Reborn saying his focus wasn't solely on Cheeto. He was talking shit to other fighters like Cody in the buildup to this fight. It signaled you're looking past your opponent. B, dyeing your hair color the color of Cheeto's native country was weird. No one really got why he did that. It wasn't funny, and he seemed to have no effect on Cheeto. C, he was carried on a stretcher like it was a serious injury to his ankle, then posts a video of himself dancing a few days later. If you were injured, why did you need a stretcher? And D, he said he was humbled. Then came out days later saying Cheeto ain't shit and he's better than him. Clearly, on that night, you weren't Sean. You lost. Now, Kev, hmm. here's what I'm going to say to all of this. I very simply just pointed out to Potts, our friend. Hey, listen, you just literally spent a post just writing about this dude. I don't know what better way to show you you're worked up about it. Uh, he did respond by saying, I was spent time responding to a comment on your comment and it's like oh okay well i okay i went out of my way to make you do that anyway that's not here nor there i guess what we're just seeing here is people feel very strongly about sugar sean and i feel he's going to make a ton of really dumb statements going forth i, would. I do not believe yeah well why would you do that kev because minutes after he tapped Conor mcgregor's like i didn't tap what are you talking about <laughs> it's like that's what fighters do they want to get booked be a sideshow crazy person, and it turns out Dana gravitates to them. See first 14 minutes of this episode. I guess the thing that we want to make sure that we're very clear about is, is at what point does the audience get to not only try to burst your bubble of self-belief, 
but that they aren't contributing to some form of self-perception that they don't like that you have about yourself. And at what point, when does this fucking logic end? Because to me, I'm like, listen, you know when I don't like a fighter? I root against them, and that's about the end of it. That's that's the end. I don't necessarily go on their fucking Twitter and go, fuck you, I hope you die. I don't know that other people do that per se, but it seems very, very weird and oddly telling that people are so motivated by him that they want to say some shit about him. So I'm just telling you guys, I'm amazed by this. I'm amused by it. I will watch Sugar Sean's next fucking fight. Well, did they see he already got a reaction? Darren Till was already like, you should just shut up and focus on losing. And it's like, that's exactly what he's trying to do. He lost. So, you know, (laughs) you know, it's a great way to get people pissed off about what happened uh, act like you didn't <laughs> and act like you were just like, what? A, I just had a moment. I, fuck it. I'll kill him. Like he's terrible. And all of a sudden he has Darren Till talking shit. He has other people talking shit. And that's how you set up your payday. Absolutely. You're, you're covering your next fight and keeping people interested until you can get there. I would tell you this, the comment underneath it though, made me laugh just as much, which says, mm, seems a little backwards and a bit of a stretch. Just my opinion though. You don't have to bring family into it especially about other fighters or partners, or in this case, Cheeto's wife. This guy is just unprofessional, and he got, in my opinion, what he deserved. So you know what this prompts me to do, Kev? I have to look up what the fuck he said about his (laughs) wife. Because they said, I don't, listen, I'm not trying to defend this. I just want to know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't see that. I, I, I didn't see it either. And apparently it came from Cheeto himself in a post interview or somewhere in that line where he said, oh, yeah, apparently Sugar Sean was in bed with some women. And he goes, oh, look, it's Cheeto's wife in here. And then Cheeto's wife looks at him and he just says, that's so stupid. Don't even respond. And then he lets the fight do the talking. So to me, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's what you're going to do? A really shitty yo mama joke that clearly is not going to get under even Cheeto's skin. So to me... (laughs) I continuously look at these things and I say, holy fuck, how does that affect you so crazily bad? Like, it was nothing specific towards Mrs. Cheeto. It was just, wow. So anyway, Kev, I just want to bring these things up so that I can, in the future, when he assuredly does something dumb, remind people, maybe take things conditionally and just say, why are you so worked up about it? Because in the future, when he does say something dumb, we'll be sure to tell you because I'll tell you the best meme I saw last week which is, you know the guy over explaining at a baseball game meme they got that guy but they put Sugar Sean's face over him and said, nah see I'm going to be a world champion and he's going to be a journeyman and I said, (laughs) holy fuck that's funny that is funny, this is a close cousin of tap out, I can tell you everything you did wrong in a fight guy (laughs) Let's uh, get into, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm done. (laughs) I still have to be like, we got to go. No, that's my list. Yeah, I mean, the only other things to kind of bring up are just telling you guys, uh, Bellator has a new champion. Ryan Bader died at least in one of his weight classes there. Boopy doopy. Um, We're going to do a fight companion Sunday for submission underground on the grappling hour. Absolutely. So that's going to be Friday. Oh, no, wait. Tomorrow, grappling hour. 
Thursday. Fight fans, you have a choice. You can commit to more boring mediocrity over on their commentary, or you can (laughs) rise above the socialist nightmare utopia of healthcare and professionalism and come with us. The only thing that really got me mad was that homegirl at the convention yesterday didn't end with, are you ready? Because I thought that would have been great. She fist bumps uh, the camera person. It's like, yeah. I just wondered at what point Mortal Kombat starts. But anyway, the kids, millions of yes, D-bags, to... a.k.a. all 12 of you watching around <laughs> the world. So tomorrow, Joe Selecki, 2 p.m. Thursday, I've got, uh, gentleman Josh Hill, I get to check in with him, Kev. I'll send him your best. Thank he you. just won his Bellator fight the other day. Friday is going to be Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod. And then Saturday we return back on the show with a fight companion as well for the UFC fight night. And then Sunday, Kevin is correct, we will have two separate uh, fight companions. The first is going to be the Submission Underground, which is going to be our normal thing. And then there's also going to be a separate broadcast for the Wrestling Underground, which is Chael's first attempt at doing wrestling in a cage, I think. I'm not quite sure. Sounds, we'll all find out together. Good. I can't believe you know, Chael Sonnen is who I called if I were the Trumpites, but maybe he's, yeah, he might be a Biden guy. Even <laughs> That might be tough. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been amazing if the uh, Dems could have gotten just Chael Sonnen to be like, we need health care. <laughs> it's not a bad... Um, I've taken it too far. Tell Josh Hill still too good looking to be a fighter. You I will just stick to modeling or something like that. He will. He will be Canadianly effusive uh, about it. I'm sure. He'll be like, oh, that's funny. Thank you. <laughs> That'll do it for us tonight. Here at Verbal Tap, I am Kevin. Go Nuggets. Good night and good fight. <laughs> Please note, the new number is...